Hi, it's Karolina Romanyuk, your pediatric sleep consultant, and I am so excited to have you here on the first episode, and that's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was sitting here today, and I'm like thinking, what can I possibly talk to you about that can bring you, that can move mountains for you and really help you and your family with sleep. And I know that's like a big thing to talk about or to say with the first podcast, um, but that's what I'm here for and I really want to help you. So I figured, you know what, let me do what I teach best and let me do, let me follow and listen to my own advice, what I give my clients. And that is when you feel overwhelmed, go back to the basics so for me, the basics, you know, when my, when my son was born, my first son, when he was born 10 years ago, and I still can't believe it's been 10 years, um, was, you know, sleeping through the night <laughs> and me Googling how to get my child to sleep through the night. I mean, if you could see me, like I'm like pretending like to air type right now. Um, <laughs> but you know, that topic, uh, that, well, that phrase, you know, is a conversation piece around the world it doesn't matter where you live you know what's going on um that is always a hot topic between parents between friends between nannies (laughs) wherever you really are so if you are a parent you know and you have a child (laughs) and that phrase sleeping through the night is either a phrase that you completely love or Maybe you completely loathe it because, you know, you're having a lot of challenges right now. Or another reason, I know you're thinking like, what? Or another one. Um, Maybe, you know, you just keep praying that you will get to be able to say, my child slept through the night one of these days. And I am here to tell you that that day has come. So I love the fact that you're listening right now. Definitely subscribe, hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and, you know, your social media as well, because we are here together to help each other to be a more rested family. And also how rested you are is how you will impact your kids and how it will impact the world in a positive way because when you sleep, you feel better. And when you feel better, you magic happens. So with that said, let's go into our topic about sleeping through the night. You know, it's, it has, a, there are a couple of myths with it that I do want to break down. And I want to be kind of, you know, clear on really what does that definition mean? What does sleeping through the night really mean and how to eventually you know even get to that goal so what I would like for you to do and I'm just advising you (laughs) is to maybe take out a sheet of paper or a napkin if it's closer to you and then get a pen or a crayon just to take to take notes and I really want you to get the fullest out of this so definitely go ahead do that and I'll wait okay are you back did you get it okay cool If you didn't, no worries, maybe use your phone or you can always re-listen to this again. So let's get started because I don't want to take up too much of your time because I really, really value it. Now, when it comes to the term sleeping through the night, it is such a broad term. Did you know that we technically don't sleep through the night? Meaning like there's no such thing as not ever waking up. So if you are a human being (laughs) and you're alive, you will have to wake up at certain points when you're sleeping. It's a built-in safety mechanism that we have. And what that means is that when our children, when um, they turn four or five months of age, 
this built-in mechanism starts to work in sleep cycles. Now, when they're younger, from birth up until four months, kids are actually born without an internal sleep clock. The same as, you know, that they don't really have a immune system and that starts to build up when they're a little bit older. And that starts to happen closer towards, um, you know, at that point, like around two months. Um, but for sleep, it happens on an average around four to five months, which is also the popular term known as sleep regression period. All that really means is that now our body has formed these sleep cycles and it's going to go through these transition periods each time when we're sleeping. So for the daytime, it usually happens every 30 to 45 minutes is one sleep cycle transition. And for newborns, it's completely different. So I'm talking about kids around four, four or five months and older. Um, now, at night, it, the sleep cycles are every, roughly every 60 minutes to 190 minutes. So it's usually every hour to every three hours. When we go from one cycle into the next, there is a very light stage of arousal where we all have to wake up. Even as adults, we wake up. But if you feel like, you know, wow, I slept really great last night, that's not necessarily true because we have to wake up to make sure that our environment is safe and nothing has, um, nothing's out of the ordinary or you know, uh, out, out of alignment from when we fell asleep. So what happens for us as adults is maybe, you know, you will wake up during that sleep cycle transition and you might fix your pillow or you might, you know, notice you want to pull the covers over yourself. And for some of us, we actually have to get up. Maybe you have to go to the bathroom or go get a drink of water and then you go back to bed. So that is during a sleep cycle transition. However, we can put ourselves back to sleep. That is a big thing that I want you to understand. When it comes to kids, there's two categories for that. One, where a child that has a sleep association, something that they need outside to help cue them to go back to sleep when they wake up from that sleep cycle transition versus a child that has um, that can put themselves back to sleep without that type of assistance. So what I mean, again, for an example, let's say your little one needs help with you being with them being placed down to sleep by either you rocking them or holding them or even nursing them to sleep. Right. And they fall asleep that way. So their last memory that they had, if they're being held, rocked or fed, when they do wake up after that sleep cycle transition, which again is every hour to every three hours at night, they wake up, they look around, they're like, oh, where am I? How did this happen? The last thing I recall is this, this and this. Right. So what we want to do is we want to stay consistent with our kids when we are placing them down, making sure that they are in that drowsy state. This is where the practice comes in and placing them alert enough to understand, okay, so this is how um, when I fall asleep, this is how my room and my environment should be. Nothing has changed from there, right? Now, I'm going to definitely dive deeper into another episode about the whole drowsy but awake kind of a thing because I know you're thinking, um, well, you know, I've tried that and they just keep crying. So definitely that's something completely separate that I want to dive deeper into. Right now, I just want to kind of give you a better understanding what sleeping through the night really means and then kind of walk you through a few of the pieces and how to even start that process, right? So now that we understand the sleep cycles, and again, when a child goes from one cycle to the next, that arousal state is usually on an average anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. 
and then they usually do go back to sleep unless there's some sort of an intervention which is in most cases if you don't know that this is a sleep cycle transition we as parents will go in and we'll try and put our kids back to sleep and that could either be picking them up nursing them rocking them or whatever it is and then eventually if that is done enough times that does become their sleep association so this is why I really really want to explain to you why this is happening especially with little ones right so again I'm talking about kids that are older around four to five months um, and then uh, for, for kids um, four and five months and older right so again I'm not saying don't go in the room or you know don't use any type of sleep assistance what I am saying is I'm just explaining to you what the process is we will definitely dive deeper into another episode about sleep training methods methods that I have actually uh, customized and I have uh, mastered with working with so many clients in person at their home I'm definitely going to give you those tools too something that i use just with my private clients but right now we're just going to focus on this cool awesome okay so let's kind of move deeper into again just finalizing on what does sleeping through the night really mean so again it doesn't mean that you don't wake up ever it's a built-in mechanism for us to wake up after a sleep cycle transition right and whatever prop or assistance that we need when we're going to sleep is what is also expected at night now The other question is, you know, well, okay, so I understand that. Thank you so much. This is great. However, how many hours does my child really need to sleep? So according to the National Sleep Foundation, I'm going to kind of give this a breakdown for you. And this is where I would want you to write this down too. Because for me, I'm a visual learner. If someone told me the hours and the times and all this other stuff, I'm like, what? So I always like to write things down. It's just easier for me. So if you are also a visual learner, this would totally help you. So within a... You know, within a 24-hour period, newborns from 0 to 3 months really should be sleeping on an average anywhere from 14 to 17 hours. If you have an infant that is kind of under the umbrella of 4 to 11 months, they should be sleeping on an average of 12 to 15 hours. If you have a toddler, 1 to 2 years old, 11 to 14 hours, and then preschool age, that's around 3 to 5 years old, they can sleep anywhere from 10 to 13 hours. And then school-aged kids around 6 to 13 years old is on an average of 9 to 11 hours. Again, this is within um, adding naps and also nighttime sleep. So now that we kind of understand that, that really does play a big role in clarifying, okay, is my child really within the cusp of getting their ideal sleep? Cool. Now, The other piece is a really big myth, and remember that this is kind of what I wanted to talk about before, is about myths, is will my child sleep better if I feed them more, if I feed them right before uh, they go to bed, and will they also sleep better if I start to um, take away some naps or maybe if I let them be awake longer during the day. So those are the two big popular myths. myths that I'm going to kind of debunk right now. One, uh, the first one with the feedings. So of course, I like to have feeds up until nine months of age, unless there is a medical reason for it, right? Like for an example, your little one might not be eating um, enough during the day and they're literally eating at night and during the day. So they're eating 24 hours a day. Then we will start to kind of uh, wean off of night feedings. Why? Because we, when we give food to kids, that food is energy. 
when do we want energy during the day, right? Now, again, I'm talking about children that are usually um, nine months and older for them not to need feedings unless there's a medical reason. Now, sometimes pediatricians, they do say between four and nine months that they can start to take away a feed. Um, it's normal for kids around four to six months to have two feeds, and then from six to eight or nine months, they drop to one. But past that age, past nine months, the food that they are receiving at night, unless, again, there's a medical reason for it, is purely comfort. And instead of comforting them with nursing, because nursing is nutrition, that's what we want to establish it as right but if you feel differently definitely that is wonderful I just want to kind of give you um, the synopsis of really how to get your child greatly sleeping through the night and making sure that you're still able to comfort them but in a proper context so if we are using the um, feeds at night for just comfort I want you to start to think of another way that you can help and comfort them to sleep without nursing. And for an example, one could be where instead of nursing, you can just hug them and you can cuddle with them. If they're older and they're sleeping in their in their own crib, you can just go over and you could hug them and, you know, love them up and help them to go to sleep without nursing. Now I know this is easier said than done, especially at three in the morning, but this is at least a starting point for you just to understand that if we are using feeds at night, we are using them only for nutrition and only for nutrition if your child truly needs it and not for comfort. So that kind of debunks the first part with the feedings, right? Also, um, with, uh, the other factor that I was mentioning is about not having them sleep enough during the day or maybe wake them up after their naps um, or maybe not have naps at all. Why? Because then, you know, I've had people tell me, oh, because they'll sleep so much better at night because they're not sleeping during the day. It's actually the opposite. It really is the opposite. Our body needs a certain amount of hours in the day and a certain amount of hours at night to ensure balanced sleep. Our body should be like a, a balanced like a ball it should be cohesive and it should have all of the aspects you know just leveled out and if we're not getting enough sleep during the day what ends up happening is our body goes into adrenaline and if you notice that maybe you're a little one or if you have a toddler and they're like super energized I want you to take a step back and I want you to wonder okay how much do they sleep today for naps do they even take a nap and what time is bedtime? Is maybe bedtime too late? Are they having night wakings? If they're having night wakings, like how are they being put back down to bed, right? So nighttime is a reflection of what happens during the day. So if your little one is not taking naps during the day, that will 1 million percent affect and reflect on what happens at night for them. So definitely naps are super important and I would not advise on capping or stopping any type of sleep at all. So the last part that I really wanted to go into is the secret to more sleep. I want you to forget about using sleep training methods like, you know, cry it out or timed intervals or, um, you know, sitting in the room and moving out. I want you to focus on the bigger picture. I want you to look into three key factors. The right amount of sleep, understanding you know, the number of naps for your child's age, 
the number of hours per their nap, number of total hours for bedtime. That's the first category. The second category that I want you to look into is at the right time. So what time do they wake up in the morning will affect and reflect what time their nap time is going to be. So knowing their timed nap schedules and then that will affect and reflect bedtime. So remember what I was saying is that it's a whole balanced unit. And the third piece is in the right place, which is understanding their sleep associations, making sure that they're positive ones, their right sleep environment that plays such a big role in having a healthy and conducive environment for sleep. And I can dive so much deeper into this, but a quick thing is, you know, blackout curtains because darkness is your savior, even especially for the light sleepers, sunlight or any type of light is your enemy. Why? Because our body, our sleep system works off of darkness. So having the right environment. And then the last, last, last part is your sleep training behavior method. So all of these three pieces, the right amount of sleep at the right time and in the right place, guess what that is? That is part of my system called the sleep trifecta. And that's really what I do in helping and tailoring your specific situation and helping your family with your unique needs at looking at your child as a whole. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you in the next one. And definitely please subscribe and share this with your friends. I'll see you soon. Bye and sweet dreams and have peaceful parenting days.